0: Is Celebrate Recovery for me? Am I too old? Am I too young? How do I know that this proven and effective ministry we call Celebrate Recovery can actually work for me? Well, welcome to the Celebrate Recovery Official Podcast. This is a podcast that helps uh, bring hope and courage through life change stories, leadership wisdom all centered around the Celebrate Recovery principles as we walk along the journey. Celebrate Recovery is a biblically-based ministry based on the Beatitudes where Jesus tells us how to deal with our hurts, habits, and hang-ups so that we can find freedom, to be happy in spite of our circumstances and walk in that freedom the way he intended I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ. I struggle with drugs, alcohol, and perfectionism, and my name is Rodney. I am the global field director with Celebrate Recovery, and hey, thanks for joining us today. I'm excited to have a conversation with one of my brothers and hear a little bit of his life change stories. You know, testimonies and life change stories are what give us that oxygen. We know Jesus is the source, but he uses... Celebrate recovery in big ways, and in today's life change story or testimony, however, you refer to it, is uh, no different. This is uh, uh, one of those great miracles, and we see them every day in Celebrate Recovery, and so. I've got Andy Petrie here, who who actually is the uh, landing director of Celebrate Recovery. Uh, Andy, thanks for being with us, man.
1: Hey, man. Yeah. Yeah. Why
0: don't you introduce yourself, and we'll have a conversation.
1: Absolutely. Hey, y'all. I am a grateful believer in Jesus Christ. I struggle with anxiety and depression and sexual addiction, and my name is Andy. Hey, Andy. Well, so
0: Andy, you and I have had conversations. We've been doing this together for, what? Six, seven years. It'll be eight years eight next week. Year year. Wow. <laughs> Time gets away. Um, yeah. And it's just kind of cool as we've talked about this through the years. When you came in, uh, you were a young man. How old were you when you walked through the doors of Celebrate Recovery?
1: I was uh, I was 22 years old. 22.
0: Yeah. So you come in, I think you kind of, your introduction was Life Sealing Choices, a yep. uh, book written by uh, Pastor John Baker. Uh, The founder of Celebrate Recovery, and uh, which, by the way, is a great book. Yeah. If you're wanting to know about recovery, uh, in fact, I recommend it to sponsees just to read it, even if they're in Celebrate Recovery. But great book to kind of unpack in a simple language eight chapters that kind of unpack the principles that are uh, reframed to be called choices uh, to help us. But you were, you were. Uh, introduced to Celebrate Recovery through Life's Healing Choices. Probably didn't know what you were getting yourself into.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually had no idea what I was getting myself into. Uh, you know, I had just started an internship here at our church, and week one, our first class was with this guy named Rodney. <laughs> and I walked <laughs> I'm in. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it, it was great, man. that, And just to speak to Life's Healing Choices uh, God used that book in a really strong way to help break down a lot of lies and misconceptions I was believing and to help set the set the foundation for me to start changing. Yeah. It's a powerful book.
0: So you start walking through life ceiling choices and then um, then you actually end up going on the team, you know, with the landing ministry, uh, mm-hmm. the ministry leader for the landing, helping lead the student version of Celebrate Recovery. And in that, as you transition to that team lead of the landing, and now you're kind of introduced to this next level, something we call <laughs> a step study small group, right? So I'm really curious. So you you walk in to your first step study, and what do you see around the room? I, obviously, be clear, we're not giving up any anonymity or confidentiality. We're just trying to understand the experience. But what are you seeing as you look around this circle in your first experience with a step study small group of Celebrate Recovery?
1: Yeah, uh, well, it was at 5:45 a.m. on a Monday morning, <laughs> and I was still I, I was still in a season of my life where I was getting out of my college sleep schedule. <laughs> that so got broke uh, quickly, <laughs> it sure did, man. Uh, but as I showed up into that conference room at our our offices for our Celebrate Recovery here. Uh, I walked in and there was probably about two dozen men Mm. in that room. We had chairs lined up all around the outside uh, of of the wall in that room. And we were just packed in there. And uh, I was the youngest guy in there by, I want to say, 15 years. (laughs) And uh, so I I
0: don't want to miss that. So just... It's scary enough to walk into a step study because, because we're really kind of going into some deep stuff, right? Very life-changing stuff and worth every minute of it, even though it can be hard at times. It's worth it, but, but it's hard enough. And, but you basically are looking around the room. You don't see your peers.
1: No, no, nobody was in my stage of life. Yeah, And, uh, I was there because my new supervisor knocked on my office door and said, Hey man, I'm starting a step study. It'd be a great idea if you joined, which I knew meant, Hey, if you're going to do this, (laughs) you need to do a step study. And so I was terrified walking in there, man. Uh, and then seeing that nobody in there looked like me, uh, there was a question of like, man, what, what is this? What did I just sign up for?
0: Yeah. So you're 22, 23 years old. You're walking in. I'm sure there was, uh, and you you tell me if I'm wrong, fill in the blanks here. You don't have as much life experience as the rest of the guys in the yeah. room, right? That's probably got to be a little bit intimidating because these guys are talking about lots of years experience and lots of woundedness. I wonder, and and just through the years, it makes me curious that, you know, a lot of times we can compare our recovery story, Right. And, and it, that can keep us stuck, right? It's mm-hmm. like, well, at least I'm not as bad as so-and-so, <laughs> right? They're, yeah. they're really messed up. I'm not messed up. Uh, at least I'm not as bad as they are. How, how, how did you process that where you're taking in this content, you're hearing these men share courageously, and your years of experience is different? It doesn't mean it's less valuable or less than or anything, but it's just different how did you process that? Just knowing your life experience wasn't at the same, um, magnitude as, as what the guys were in that room?
1: Yeah. You know, that's a great question, man. Cause I think, you know, after we did life healing choices, there was a, there was an offer to, Hey, join a step study, go a little bit deeper. And, uh, I decided not to, uh, not that I didn't have issues going on. I had a very active pornography addiction and a lot of shame in my life that I'd carried with me. But one of those things that kept me from stepping into it was I'm, I'm in my 20s. I'm in my early 20s. I, I haven't lived any life. I'm not as screwed up as I think I need to be to enter into recovery. Mm. And so I, I'm okay. Like nothing, I haven't hit a rock bottom moment yet. And so yeah. I don't need this. And so as I was sitting in that step study, there was a part of me that one, I was There was a part of me that was scared that it really was going to be a safe place for me as I had my boss that was leading my my step study. And I know that's a unique situation (laughs) Uh, that doesn't always happen. Uh, But there's also the aspect of these guys really have lived a lot more life than me. And I think what was a huge and it took a couple weeks for this to happen. But what sold me on, man, I need this was listening to those other guys share. Yeah, And what was crazy, man, is uh, there was a lot of different issues that were represented in that group. Mm. Anger, chemical dependency, uh, pornography addiction, uh, guys wrestling with the pain of divorce, like the whole gambit of it. And as I got to hear bits and pieces of those guys' story, I started seeing, and it's kind of one of those things that we see in recovery is that uh, while we may not all be in the same boat, we're all in the same swamp, Right? Our our the roots to our issues are far more similar than they are different. Yeah. And I started to see my story in every single one of these guys mm. and seeing that, man, if I don't do anything, one, my insanity is pretty bad right now. And I haven't come to realize it yet. Yeah. But two, if I choose to live in that insanity for another 10, 20, 30 years, Mm. it, it's going to get real bad. Yeah. And there's going to be a lot of people hurt.
0: I don't want to miss what you said. I love that, that, that picture. You, we may not be in the same boat, but we are in the same swamp. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's such
0: a great picture, and and what an encouragement, um, regardless of where we are. Because that's such a good sidebar on that. With testimonies, we compare our stories. Oh, yeah. You know, and and just it's interesting how shame, shame, um, and it's not prejudice. It can talk to someone who's made. All the mistakes, like me, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and, and just the history of brokenness. Uh, I'm too broken, shame speaks. And what you're painting here, and, and I'm wondering, there's probably somebody listening on this side of it too. Um, shame was saying, you're not broken enough. Mm. Quit, get out of there, man! What do you belong? <laughs> there? You're just you're acting like you have issues. Get out, man! Go yeah. go deal with it on your own.
1: Yeah, and that was the that was the lie that, and it's funny that you say that it was shame saying that because it really was. Mm. My shame didn't want me. Uh, my shame masked itself with some spiritual pride, mm. and it was hey you, you're okay, man. It's not bad enough. You've still got this. There's still time. You haven't screwed up that bad yet. Yeah. Keep this hidden, which I think is a key thing with shame is keep yeah. this hidden and just deal with it on your own. But what I started to see in it, and again, it came through hearing the stories of those guys in that group was that, uh, what is going on in my life really is a big deal Yeah. and it's led to some bad places and it's going to lead to some worse places.
0: Yeah. So that's just, it's good to organ. I appreciate you sharing that because someone may be listening thinking, well, what am I, you know, the enemy will kind of whisper in, Hey, quit your whining, and just suck it up and move on. Which, <laughs> you know, if it, if it's bothering us, it's bothering God, right? Mm. It's important to us. It's important to God. And so anything that's creating an obstacle, no matter how big the world may define as, well, that's not big enough or that's too big or whatever, that that is becoming an obstacle um but it, yeah if no matter what that is if it's creating an obstacle hey deal with it bring it to the table but i like i like what you're also organizing as you're talking about these guys uh, that are further in years um you know you and i are pretty young and we're talking about these older guys and so <laughs> no. <laughs> no but but i love that it's almost like you're looking at um Kind of a future uh, mirror, right? That, yeah. This could be me if I don't. And and I and I often have told you this, and I've told other guys. I wish there would have been a place like Celebrate Recovery for me mm. when I was your age, at twenty-two, when you came in, right? Yeah. I don't think I would have had the courage to take that step. Yeah. Uh, so incredibly encouraging, especially since now we have a lot of young, younger, young adults coming around, which I love uh, globally. But back then there wasn't a whole lot there, mm-hmm. right? And and you courageously stepped through that. So I just want to encourage you with that. But but you're looking at these guys saying, "Man, they are walking a path. If I don't change my own path, I'm going to end up right where they are." Yeah. And I don't want that.
1: Yeah, that's that's exactly what I was looking at, and like just realizing that. Uh, and and it's not as if in my life, I didn't have active things that needed immediate attention. Yeah. Like my sexual addiction was something that was active in my life for well over 10 years. At that point, I I was coming off of a season where I was abusing alcohol to, to a very, I mean, to, to a very harmful level within my life. And there was a lot of relational chaos that was going on. So I had things in my life that were bleeding out. Yeah. But it was good to see, it it was good for me to sit around the group and go, uh, and not to say, wow, these guys are so messed up. I don't ever want to be like them. (laughs) But it it was as if God was saying like, hey, Andy, I'm going to work on these people at any stage of, of their life. And my grace is real no matter how long you wait to accept my grace in this area.
0: Yeah, that's really cool
1: but you can accept it right now.
0: Yeah. And you did. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. So you're looking at these guys and I love that. You're not, you weren't shaming them and man, no. these guys are really screwed up. It all, uh, I wonder how did that play into giving you hope and courage to, to take that step and work on you based on their own vulnerability, mm. their own sharing. How did that hope breathe into uh, Andy's heart?
1: Yeah. Hmm. You know, it's, it's interesting just even thinking about that question. Cause you know, one of the, one of the things that happened being the youngest guy in that group is very often kind of before group and after group, there'd be various guys that would say, man, I wish I would have done this when I was your age. Mm. And, uh, for a little while there was a part of me that was just like, it made me feel in a way, in my shame, it made me feel more out of place. Mm. But as I kept as I started to really hear the message that they were saying, that became an encouragement mm. and an affirmation from the Lord that I really was doing the right thing. And it was such a cool moment to to be like, okay, Lord, this is a gift that you're giving me. Yeah. I am I am not in the norm in this. And I wish that wasn't the case. Yeah. Uh, And then also like the vulnerability of those guys where they had, a lot of them had reached a level of desperation where they had no other choice than to do that. Yeah. And I was at a place where I, I saw their model of that Mm -hmm. and said, I want to follow that. And so even even though I looked around and said, golly, I don't want to end up in those situations, I admired and loved those men uh, for their model that they gave me in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm really grateful for each and every one of them.
0: Yeah, that's so good. I can see the emotion coming up. It yeah. means a lot to you, and I appreciate you sharing that. Well, when we come back, I want to kind of turn the corner and just talk about what that looked practically and and Mm -hmm. maybe share some of that life change as you work the process courageously as a young man and uh, how that can bring encouragement to us. So uh, here with Andy Petrie, the landing director of Celebrate Recovery and also a brother in Christ and a friend, and and, uh, he's sharing about his experience as a young adult coming into Celebrate Recovery. And when we come back, we'll continue the conversation Stay with
1: us. Are you and your church looking for practical tools to help you start and run a Celebrate Recovery in your church? Consider joining us for a Celebrate Recovery training conference online or in person. Visit our website at celebraterecovery.com for dates and times. And don't forget to connect with your Celebrate Recovery State representative. They are here to serve you as you walk through this process. Find a rep near you by visiting celebraterecovery.com forward slash reps.
0: Welcome back. Uh, Rodney Holmes from the Global Field Director with Celebrate Recovery. I'm talking with Andy Petrie, the Landing Director of Celebrate Recovery, and just having a great conversation. Uh, Andy came into the ministry, we were talking about just as a young adult and and just the experience of how scary that can be. And thank God that more young adults are understanding recovery and they're walking through the door. But I uh, kind of broke a lot of ground uh, in the local Celebrate Recovery and, and you jumping into that process. But so, Andy, we we're talking about just the experience of walking in, the hope that the oxygen, these guys um, just telling you, hey, I wish I'd have done it your age and you're in it. And now you've got the courage and strength to, to jump into it. What was that like now so you start answering your questions in the book, right? Yeah. Where where did you see some roadblocks and where do, where were some challenges as you began to work through the step study curriculum?
1: Yeah. Well, just a where it started uh I can remember after our first meeting uh you know, I was terrified to kind of answer the question of why I'm here and how I want to grow and mm-hmm. I remember we we just kind of talked a little bit after the meeting and you just encouraged me. You said, Hey man, this really is a safe place for you too. And I didn't believe that. Yeah. And I I was scared to really go there. And it's funny. I I still have my participants guide from that first step study. And I read through my answers in those first couple uh, lessons. And I'm like, man, bro, you were lying in that. (laughs) Like (laughs) you you did not answer those honestly, bro. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's where I was at. And, but what was cool is I think some of the biggest turning points I saw were as I found the courage to, to share little bits of my story, to actually say, I'm struggling with a pornography addiction Yeah, and nobody paused. Nobody kicked me out of the group. I didn't get (laughs) fired from nobody ran. Nobody (laughs) ran away. And, uh, to start seeing like, Whoa, okay. I shared that. I wonder if I can share this and sure enough I could. And so I started to experience the, the safety that is inherent in those groups. And in addition to that, I started to feel safe with the guys in that group. Yeah. And, uh, one of, one of my step study leaders for that group is now my sponsor and has been my sponsor for the past eight years. Mm -hmm. And, uh, his story was exactly like mine. Mm. Uh, he was a pastor for 20 years and had a, had a sexual addiction. And it, it had a major effect on his family and his ministry when it came out. And I got to walk with him. And he got to share with me the different things that were going on. And so there was some cool, uh, practical things that happened. Uh, accountability was the very, f- that was the first time I experienced true accountability. Yeah. Uh, whenever I was in college, it was the sense of let's all just have our weekly confession and, uh, say, I messed up. Did you mess up? We all messed up. Great. Uh, and, and it was confession, but no real repentance and no real people walking along each other. And through my sponsor, I had somebody that actually found freedom and actually had sobriety from his sexual addiction. Mm. And I'd never met anybody in my life that had that. Yeah, And so he was able to guide the way. And so there was just, just being able to have the safety to openly talk about it, being able to have somebody that I could say, man, what did you do when you were tempted? Yeah. How did you endure these things? How did you start changing? Uh, and then I, I'll tell you, one of the biggest uh, parts of that step study that was the most healing was doing the inventory process, the mm-hmm. step four of Celebrate Recovery because I uh, I walked into that step study. Again, a lot of shame, a lot of guilt, a lot of really dumb choices. Uh, and trying to hide a lot of the things that I was carrying with me yeah, and it forced me in the best way possible to be totally honest with myself and totally honest with another person about the things that had gone on in my life yeah. and being able to articulate the lies that the enemy had put in my mind for years that I was unlovable, that I was too far gone, that God couldn't use me. That the only thing that mattered about me was my performance. Being able to take all of those things and speak them out loud yeah, and to allow God to start speaking truth into those places was so key.
0: Yeah. You bring up a, a great point, you know, talking about just that kind of that confession, just a, this is where I screwed up this week and, and just <laughs> to get that off my chest. It's interesting, and you kind of spoke into this, the difference between that and Celebrate Recovery is we're we're really getting to the root, as we like to say around here, the, the good reasons why we're seeing. Doesn't mean they're right, doesn't mean they're justified, but it make, helps us make sense of why are we seeing what we're seeing? Why are we seeing the behavior versus, hey, have you behaved this week? No, I didn't. Okay, we'll behave better next week. Okay, I'm going to try really hard. The difference here, and you kind of touched on that, just, you know, getting to the root of that. What are the good reasons? What were the woundedness? What was the core beliefs that I'm believing about myself and getting to the heart of that? How's that changed you, Andy, from managing your behavior, right? And managing temptation. And and early on, there is a putting some guardrails up and, and getting us out of the wrong neighborhood kind of thing. But how did that impact you to, to change you from the inside out and not just your behavior so that you look good on the outside, but hadn't really dealt with the core issue.
1: Yeah. You know, I think especially in my pornography addiction, there was a sense of me looking around and going, how in the heck did I make it to this place? How did I get so messed up? And it just felt like I was in a fog, but step study helped me to realize that there, you know, there's good reasons why, I was there and it helped me understand that I have a story that is understandable. Mm. And when I started to understand how I got to where I was at and it, it allowed me to start having compassion on myself. Mm. And I, I I think about the forgiveness lesson and in the step study material, uh, being able to for forgive others, uh, to accept forgiveness from God, and that idea of being able to f- start forgiving myself not that not that I can absolve myself of my sin in any way, but right learning to understand that I'm a broken person, mm. and I don't have to keep crucifying myself for the things that I've done because Christ was crucified for me, and Getting that and it's uh, you know, I never realized before step study, but i I really did not like myself, yeah, and step study as I started to understand myself and my story
0: hmm.
1: whew, yeah, and realizing how much God loved me, it made me realize I could start like start allowing myself to be loved,
0: yeah. Yeah. That's so good, man. Yeah, the enemy kind of worked in that, didn't he, to try to convince you that you're unlovable. Yeah. Right. Which makes sense why we would go to those behaviors to confirm that.
1: Right? Yeah. And and what's interesting is like the way that that impacted the whole behavior management aspect uh, is when I was in that place of self-loathing, self-loathing and shame, it was all about what can I do? to make myself lovable
0: Mm, and earn it
1: to earn it. And, and there was a desperation that came with that with the more that I failed. And so years of having a porn addiction and failing at it, no matter what I tried, there was a sense of, I'm just trying to do anything and everything I'm trying to do, do, do to find this, this worth and this value to prove that I'm not, uh, a piece of garbage. Like I thought I was, but realizing that that's never who I've been. It helped me to see my struggle in a whole new way. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And living a different life now.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah.
0: In a new path and freedom, not just behaving right, but changed and walking in freedom. Yeah. So Andy, somebody's listening right now. Maybe they're in their nineties. (laughs) <laughs> Maybe they're in their teens and just the irony. I mean, you walk, you walked out starting with the landing. We have Celebration Place for Kids. It's a family ministry, which I love. But a young adult, early 20s, right? He's, he's hearing some lies. Maybe some of the lies that you were hearing when you walked in the door. What do you say to that guy or that gal that is listening, that's questioning, should I, is it, is Celebrate Recovery for me? Maybe I'm not messed up enough. Maybe I'm too messed up, whatever. What do you say to that person, especially as a young adult that may be walking in this season?
1: Yeah, I think the question that comes to mind is, hey, is there something in your life that if you could say, God, please change this, uh, I I wonder what would that be? Hmm. If you were really honest with yourself, what would the thing that you would love for God to change, but you feel like you have no idea how to change it? And all of us have that. Uh, and if God really could change that, if he really could heal the, the, the hurt that you may be carrying, if he really could uh, take the behavior away that you're struggling with, if he really could teach you how to heal relationships that you've got in your life. If he was staring across the table with you and said, "I can do that for you, would you take him up on that mm. And then I would say, "Through celebrate recovery, God did that for me, yeah, and what what do you think would happen if you gave him a shot? Yeah, on
0: that it's worth it, it's worth it, yeah, so this is a global ministry um we're in i think gosh. 30 something countries, 29 different languages. Um, how do I find a group and celebrate recovery? What, what how to make that work?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So you can, you can go to celebrate recovery.com, uh, and check out the group locator there. Uh, and, and they'll, they'll show you some groups that are around you and that. And then after you find that group, go to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, before you change your mind, right? Yes. Yeah. And it's, and, and probably a good level of accountability is let somebody into that. Maybe it's mm-hmm. a pastor, maybe it's somebody at your church, maybe it's a friend. Uh, maybe they'll go with you, right? That you don't have to face this alone. So I love that it's for all ages, all hurts, all hangups, all habits, all walks of life. Um, Andy, thanks for sharing your heart, man.
1: Thanks, brother. Thanks yeah, for having me. Yeah, I
0: appreciate your heart, and I, I love seeing the life change in you. But uh, if you're listening uh, right now and you're hurting, I just want to encourage you that you're not alone. Uh, we're we're grateful that uh, we get to bring this encouragement to you, and as you're listening to this right now, just know you're not alone, that God loves you. And as Andy said, you don't have to earn his love, God's love. You don't have to earn it. Nothing you can do, good or bad, will change his love for you. uh The hope is that, as you go to him, um he will ultimately change you and change your choices uh, under his power, working in and through you so Um, You are not defined by your hurts. Um, You don't have to prove yourself. All you have to do is surrender and take it to him. And we hope that you'll do that and join us on this journey we call Celebrate Recovery. But hey, thanks for being with us today. We're grateful uh, to have a conversation with you. And as always, you too can find healing and freedom from your hurts, hangups, and habits through Celebrate Recovery, through the power of Jesus Christ. As Andy mentioned Just go to CelebrateRecovery.com forward slash groups and you can find a group near you and join us on this journey we call recovery. It can be hard at times, but it is ever so worth it. And we hope that you'll join us. Hey, thanks again for being with us and we hope that you'll join us next time. Until then, God bless you.